0: Imagine the millions of people that go online to search for local businesses every day. Would your business show up in a search? When you create a website on WordPress.com, you make it so much easier for your customers to find you, for them to connect with you, for you to hear how you can help them. Your business needs an online home. It needs a WordPress.com website. You don't need to worry about experience setting up a website. WordPress will guide you through the process from start to finish, and they take care of all the technical stuff, so it's quick and easy to get your site up and running. Their customer support team is made up of WordPress experts eager to help you out so you can get the most from your site. They're available to help 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and weekends. Plans start at just $4 per month, and all WordPress plans include a custom domain name for the life of the plan. So come and see why 28% of all websites run on WordPress. To get started today with 15% off, any new plan purchase go to wordpress.com felon to create your website and to find the plan that's right for you that's wordpress.com felon for 15% off your brand new website wordpress.com felon
1: this episode of felon may contain disturbing content including descriptions of violence and coarse language listener discretion is advised
2: I've never worked on a case where there's had so many tentacles to it from the one origin. This is a horror story that's just kept unfolding and unfolding. I hope the the chapter's closed, the book's closed now. Mark's innocent. Mark's the innocent one. He was the victim. Not David O'Hearn, not Frank Arkell, Mark. As far as I was concerned, there was no other way out. I was just happy that Jack wasn't alive anymore.
3: Was it worth it?
2: Yes. It was worth it because he
3: deserved what he got. Your father deserved to die.
0: Yep.
1: Keith certainly wasn't saying who prompted him to do it. But I think we all knew who it was.
3: Tell me about Mark, your brother, the person you know. Oh, I love my brother. Is it tough talking about your brother? Very. I can see you getting upset about it. Yeah. Why is that? Because he's a good person. Do you think that's the image most people have of him?
2: Oh, it doesn't bother me what other people think. I know my brother and I know he's a good person. Does it
3: scare you what your brother did? No, not at all. Mutilate. Why would that scare me? Sever a hand. It would scare most people. Well, that's okay. It scares me. Fair enough.
2: Understandably, that's okay, but I can't understand that because I'm not seeing it from outside the picture. I'm his sister.
0: Two weeks. After the trial and sentencing of Mark Van Crevel, Mark's father Jack was murdered in a horrific manner by Mark's best friend, Keith Schreiber. The details of Mark's violent upbringing were brought to light throughout his trial. His father Jack was accused by Mark and his sister as being excessively violent towards them. This was a claim that Jack himself admitted to, but Mark went on to accuse his father of sexually abusing him from the age of seven. This was a detail unknown to his sister Belinda. Jack denied this claim, but upon hearing this confronting revelation, Belinda felt it rang true and it fueled the fire of hatred that already burned inside her towards her abusive father. It would be a revelation that would ultimately seal Jack's fate. Mark's defense rested on the claim that the two men that had been murdered at his hand had made unwanted sexual advances towards him. This, he went on to explain, had flicked the switch for a rage he had felt towards his sexually abusive father and drove him to slaughter and mutilate two strangers. This motivation, offered by Mark and his defense, allowed his sister to deflect the guilt from her brother and direct it towards her father, claiming that her brother was the true victim in all of it. Despite the savage nature of Mark's crimes, Belinda remained a staunch supporter of her brother and cites his incarceration as a catalyst for her desire for the death of her father, Jack Van Crevel. Driven by this dark desire, Belinda enlisted the help of Keith Schreiber, Mark's best friend, with whom she had had a sexual relationship, to put an end to the man who had caused the family so much pain and suffering.
2: I told him, I can't kill him. He needs to be
0: killed, I can't kill him.
2: How it happened was, he said to me, when I told him about how Tia had been molested by my father, he turned around and he said to me, right, that's it, he has to go. And I said yes, and he did it.
0: Keith Schreiber would carry out Belinda's wishes, violently assaulting and murdering Jack Van Crevel in his home while Belinda was in the bedroom next door with her young daughter, Tia. The attack was savage, and Belinda and Tia could hear it blow by blow, she covered her young daughter's ears in an attempt to muffle the screaming.
2: Forget it. I will never, I was, I've never been so frightened in my life. I thought that my father got the better of him. I thought that whatever it was, I wasn't sure whether Keith had taken, done what he said he was gonna, like, the comments he'd made, or whether there was an intruder. I went stiff, my whole body from head to toe. I just cold, stiff, I thought that my father was killing someone and then I thought because once he got angry he's going to kill that person, persons, know, he's going to come in and Tia and I are dead, without a doubt, we're dead. I was waiting for my father to come in and kill me and Tia, Tia and I, he didn't, I stayed in bed for quite a while, well, I can estimate half an hour or something. Um, grabbed my daughter, opened the door. I saw blood in the hallway out the front of my bedroom. I saw blood. I, I wanted to get the hell out of there. I got out of there. That was what I did. And I just went straight out, jumped into my car.
0: At Belinda's sentencing, the judge made the following remarks. Schreiber entered the deceased's house in the early hours of the morning. Of 18th of August, 2000. The deceased was in his bedroom. The offender was with her daughter in their bedroom, nearby, and could hear everything that happened. Schreiber killed the deceased in a remarkably brutal way by means of an axe and a knife, which he took in with him, and a poker, which he obtained from another room. He inflicted a large number of wounds, including post-mortem mutilation. The attack must have lasted a long time and produced a lot of noise. The offender stayed in her room throughout the attack, never trying to intervene or raise the alarm, although she had a mobile phone with her. She waited until Schreiber had left the house and then went with her daughter to the police station. She said that she had heard noises and there was blood in the house. She did not mention Schreiber. Afterwards, she visited Schreiber in jail, sent him money and made declarations of love for him. When Belinda was questioned, over Keith's motivation for the murder, she played down their romantic involvement, offering the following explanation.
2: Um, because he probably thought that I was going to do it and lose Tia. And also to impress Mark, to prove I'm a big man too, you know. Uh, they thought that we were a lot closer than what we were. They at one stage found uh, some receipts that I'd sent to Keith and thought that I was, I was paying him off for the murder, for fifty dollars, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars here or there. And they said to me straight out, um, "Why? Are you, why would you send your father's killer money?" I said, "Well, why wouldn't I? Why? Not? Why wouldn't I? I don't care that my father's dead. Was he a father? No, he wasn't. I'm brutally honest." I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I'm sending him money uh, for absolutely no reason.
0: Following an investigation, Belinda was found to have had significant involvement in the death of her father, and she pled guilty to the charge of soliciting to murder.
2: The damage he'd caused, I, I wanted him gone.
0: The resentment that Belinda had towards her father stemmed from childhood. Throughout the trial of Mark and Belinda, their father's violent past came to light. Court documents cite the following. Belinda and Mark were children of the deceased, Jack Van Crevel, and grew up in his household. The deceased systematically abused Mark from the time he was five years old. The abuse took a number of forms, including hitting him with a fist or with an open hand, kicking him, and... On at least one occasion holding a gun to his head on at least one occasion the bashing was so hard that mark had to be taken to hospital belinda used to see and hear what the deceased was doing he abused her as well sometimes he would beat her until she wear herself
2: he'd beat me every day i thought he would kill me every day i lived in fear i thought i was dead He would end up killing me he was a sadist, i believe He got off on what he did, and it wasn't going to stop.
0: Belinda claimed that this fear had lasting effects on both her and Mark, and they both lived with the looming threat that their father could take away their life.
2: Whether he was going to kill me, uh, waiting for him to get home, um, well, just everything was fear. I lived on eggshells I got beaten. Uh, he beat my brother to the extent of where he was hospitalised from being hit. Um, just uh, every, every, every morning his pillow was saturated in blood. He had lost so much blood every day. I copped it too but he copped it a lot worse. It was an everyday thing, um, I become immune to it eventually, I mean he did it to me every day. At first I felt the pain, um, but I mean punches, kicks, well punches until I got hit the ground and then it was kicks until I lost control of my bowels and then he would um, leave the room with a smile on his face and be content with what he had caused. The way he was, I was just to look, even to look at him, he could see that it was, he was scary.
0: It is the claim of Belinda that this upbringing had long-lasting effects on their mental well-being and she is able to pinpoint the time that she realized Mark had been dramatically affected.
2: When he walked into my bedroom and woke me up, and said to me, I think I'm I'm possessed.
3: And I'm scared.
0: Belinda came to believe, that this affected mark so greatly it drove him to carry out two violent murders
2: why did it have to be my brother he's such a beautiful person how can someone's how can your own father do so much damage to their children to, for 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 mark to be able to go that far um, when I found out about what he did, I understood 100% at what he had done. Uh, I understood every reason why and that was because of what I had seen.
0: Blinda saw the situation that Mark found himself in to be a great injustice and that the act of killing two men in cold blood was simply a result of his violent upbringing.
2: Mark's innocent. Mark's the innocent one. He was the victim. not david o'hearn not frank carkell mark
0: when mark was sentenced to life in prison never to be released belinda described this as a defining moment where she knew she needed to get rid of her father
2: so unfair he didn't need to go to prison he needed help he'd been hurt my father should have been in jail not my brother he caused what had happened So why should my brother go to jail and suffer?
0: For her part, in her father's murder, Belinda Van Crevel was sentenced to imprisonment for a period of six years, which commenced on the 1st of June, 2001. Six years passed and Belinda was released. She now faced the prospect of a second chance, a chance to move on from her violent past. As Belinda made the transition from prison to normal life, she met a man named Marshall Gould, and the two became romantically involved. Despite Marshall's father warning him about Belinda, the two moved into an apartment together, and from the union came a son. It seemed for a time that Belinda could rewrite her tragic story and could finally enjoy life in a family free of oppression, fear, and violence. But this story would not have a happy ending either. After a night of drug and alcohol use, Belinda woke to a disturbing scene.
2: I woke up in the morning and I was just horrified. I I didn't know what had happened. I just woke up and I had my son with me and there was blood everywhere.
0: Upon discovering this scene, Belinda made an attempt to call her partner Marshall, as he was not in the apartment. Being unable to contact Marshall, she called his father. Marshall's father shared a disturbing explanation for the scene at their apartment.
1: In the morning, I I get a phone call. Where's Marshall? I said, Marshall's in hospital. What's he doing in hospital? I said, you tried to kill him last night. I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. I said, you did, you stupid bitch. You tried to kill him. You stabbed him about ten times. Nearly lost his arm. So then she's in tears. She did not remember any of that. She
0: remembered nothing. In a psychotic rage, Belinda had attacked her partner Marshall, stabbing him multiple times. She just started belting straight into me and you know, telling me she wanted to kill me. And you know, I couldn't work out what was going on. And then she ran to the kitchen and she grabbed a knife and she came running out of the kitchen. She, said, she just started with him. Marshall's description of the events is that Belinda became agitated and that her eyes went black. She started hitting him and then disappeared to the kitchen, retrieving a knife. It was then, armed with a knife, that Belinda lunged at her partner Marshall, and a name from the past would come back to haunt them both. As she lunged at Marshall, she screamed, I'm going to fucking kill you, Jack. It would seem that Jack was not as dead to Belinda as she would like. In a panic, Marshall called his father, saying, Come and get me quick, Dad. She's gone crazy. She thinks I'm Jack and she has stabbed me. Not wanting to alert authorities, Marshall tried to recover from his wounds at his father's place, but eventually it was obvious he needed to go to hospital. Even then, he tried to cover up Belinda's crime by telling authorities that he'd been mugged by three men. But as soon as authorities attended the apartment that Marshall shared with Belinda, they discovered large bloodstains, and Belinda was charged. Again, the name Van Crevel would be in the headlines. Marshall Gould was stabbed five times in the neck, leg, and arm. Fortunately, he made a recovery, and even stood by Belinda's side during her trial for the attack. Despite his support for his attacker, she was found guilty and sentenced to at least two years in jail. Upon hearing the verdict, Marshall continued to stand by Belinda, stating, I love her, and I support her, and she has had a troubled childhood, but troubled? would be an understatement when talking of the Van Crevels. Following her release, after her second stint in jail, Belinda Van Crevel spoke with 60 Minutes. During this interview, she shared her ongoing support for her brother and her fierce loyalty. But it would be during this interview, she would discover something about her brother that would potentially make her question this loyalty. Belinda was presented with one of Mark's prized possessions, the book titled the A to Z of serial killers. It was within the pages of this book that Mark scrawled his disturbing ramblings, satanic imagery, and a list of people he thought should be killed. Among these names were David O'Hearn, Frank Arkell, Jack Van Crevel. When Belinda was presented with the book, she scanned the page, skimming through the names, some she recognized and some she didn't, but one in particular caught her attention. It was a name that she was all too familiar with. Scribbled on the page among the list of Mark's potential victims was the name, Belinda Van Crevel. But even this revelation would not shake her loyalty to her brother.
3: I don't know if you've seen this. This is the book that the police found at Mark's house. Do you want to have a look at it? (laughs) The A to Z
2: of serial killers. I'm just glad that you have something of his that I could...
3: It's quite sad. Hmm. Have a look down that first column. At the names. There's a lot of names here, yeah. My name. Your name. Did you know you were on that list? No, I didn't. Not until now. Looking at that, he wanted you dead. He's just, this is just him being angry. So it doesn't bother you that your name's there? No, of course not. Because when police contacted the other people on that list, they mm-hmm. were terrified. I would think that yeah, would well, be a more honest response.
2: Yeah, well, they didn't grow up with him. I did. I know him better than anyone else.
0: As recent as June 2017, Blinda Van Crevel has continued to make headlines and it would seem she has not yet made peace with her troubled past.
1: Notorious criminal Belinda Van Crevel is back before the court again, this time charged with stealing an elderly woman's handbag. She's blaming the victim for leaving it unattended but police say otherwise. Okay this is going to be quick yeah. She was too sick for court but not too sick to do an interview about the bag she took.
2: I had had no intentions of handing it in, but I just thought, oh, well, no-one obviously wants it if no-one's there with it, so I I took
1: it. But police say the victim was sitting with her handbag in this cafe south of Wollongong. In it, $160 cash. Next time, um, not to keep her her stuff laying around. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, keep it on her. Would you say you're sorry for
2: stealing your handbag? Well, I didn't actually steal it. It wasn't from her. She wasn't there.
1: A week before this incident, police caught Van Crevel driving, alleging she's never held a licence.
2: I didn't realise it was suspended until they told me. So I didn't have my licence on me, I was just
1: around the corner. They're minor offences compared to her criminal history. In 2001, she was jailed for soliciting her boyfriend to murder her father. She narrowly avoided jail in 2010, instead given a nine-month suspended sentence for assault, theft and stalking. Three years later, Van Crevel was sent to prison again for stabbing her lover at least five times. After all the serious charges she's faced over the years, Belinda Van Crevel says once these two matters are dealt with at court, hopefully next month, that's it. She hopes that from now on, she can stay on the right side of the law. court's not nice for anybody, but um,
2: you, you deal with it, you have to...
0: Thanks for listening. If you're wanting to know a little bit more about the background of the show, you can head over to the Facebook page for Felon True Crime or the Friends of Felon discussion page on Facebook. I've posted an Ask Me Anything video in which I've addressed a range of questions that have been put forward from listeners. You can get in touch with Felon through Facebook, through Instagram, through Twitter. Just search for Felon True Crime. And now, for this week's podcast recommendation. This one's a brand new one called Horror Never Sleeps, and it features a voice that hopefully you're already familiar with, so be sure to check it out.
3: Hi, I'm Ali, and this is Rob. Howdy. And we're the hosts of Horror Never Sleeps, a new weekly horror movie retrospective podcast. We will be reviewing your favourite scary movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween and
1: Psycho. Also, we'll be covering classic gems like Maniac Cop, The Lost Boys... The Human Centipede. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no.
3: Oh, we'll see. First episode will be released mid-November. You can listen on iTunes or your favourite podcast app.
1: Until then,
3: stay scared. Ooh. We won't be doing that.